Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Greenbean and Matt O'Leary. Boys, how you doing tonight, Greenbean? I'm going to kick it to you first. I'm feeling kind of, uh, I'm feeling like, uh, like run down. You know what I mean? I feel like we're getting over something. Like we made it through something very, very monumental. I feel like I'm just leveling off. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here with you guys, though. Matt, how are you doing tonight? I'm I'm the opposite of Green Bean, man. I'm ready to scream into the microphone about Sauce Gardner's numbers and <laughs> what the home opener should be, all that stuff. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Without further ado, let's jump into it. Boys and girls, if you're hitting or you're heading into the stream, drop a like. For every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier at the end of the stream. And for you guys listening after the fact, just drop a comment on this video uh, down below and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. But let's jump right into it. Matt alluded to it. Sauce gets number one. Now, it kind of jumped around a little bit. We saw him in number 20. He told people, hey, don't buy my jersey yet. We thought he was going to be picked number four, and people were going a little crazy. We wind up with Sauce getting number one. Greenbean, I'll throw it to you first. I know you have some particular thoughts on the digit itself. How are you feeling, Sauce getting number one? Well, look, admittedly... <clears throat> I fell off the information train at four. I thought he was going to go with that, so I have to, I had to catch up here. Uh, number one, I think uh, Sauce Gardner should get whatever he wants. Like you know what I mean? There's there's that little piece of me. He's the big guy. He's number four. They yelled Sauce into the phone and all this stuff, and you know, Swaggy Sauce. Give him his number now. The number one in our jersey, like Ryan was alluding to, is not all that good looking. I don't think he really paid attention to that first. Like when he sees it, he's going to go, oh, that looks like a stick of butter. That sucks. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so we don't know what he paid, DJ Reed. Remember when uh, Le'Veon Bell came here? Marcus May was 26 and Le'Veon Bell wanted 26. And uh, they kept their deal between them. Rumor was he bought him a car. Remember, it was like a Maserati or something like that. Now, I don't know how mm -hmm. true that is. Um, but generally speaking, there is something. If somebody has the number, uh, they, they get something for it. But I don't know. In this case, DJ Reed's new to the team. Uh, he's only had the number for what, what will amount to, you know, half an hour. You know what I mean? So how much could he really charge? I don't know. But I do like it. You know, I think you said it, Ryan, on one of your videos. And, and this makes sense to me. It normally wouldn't. I'm not a big numbers guy as, you know, I saw some real piss and vinegar on Twitter, man. They were ready to go to blows. <laughs> over this stuff uh but i think ryan said it for some reason as much as i like the number 20 and i'd be totally fine with it sauce's frame does seem like it warrants a single digit it's like you know i don't know it seems like the number would have to wrap around his his sides or something so i do support it i like it uh i wish we would change the actual numerals i just don't like our our numbers our numbers, <laughs> especially the number one. Numbers. Uh, our numbers. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, good for Sauce. You know, I'm glad they came to an agreement rather than finding out that DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner hate each other because of this one, which is, you know, remember Krebet and Keyshawn? This shit happens. So it's good. Eddie drops in and he says, uh, didn't Zach Wilson want number one last year? Uh, I don't know if he wanted it. I think he took number two because he was the second pick. I think it was one of those like, oh, let me wear this on my back. I'm going to carry the weight of this uh, this 
you know, slight. I was not the number one overall pick. I think that, am I misremembering that, Matt? Is that how that went? No, that, that's how I remember it too, unless I remember it wrong. But that's, I thought it was, I was the number two pick. I want to wear number two. Yeah, that's kind of where we thought uh, Sauce would go with the number four, right? What are you thinking about uh, number one, Matt? Um, So I thought the number four looks sick. I don't know if you guys saw the DJ Reed photoshops, but I think it looks phenomenal. Um, The number one, the Jets probably, well, go figure. The Jets social media account had a really nice photoshop with the number one and Sauce Gardner. I think it looks excellent. Um, I I like it a lot. Um, And I usually don't like when a player wears the number one, because I just think it looks weird, but sauce kind of pulls it off. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. And look, <laughs> talking jets with Tigo drops in. He goes, Hey, he's yelling at us right here. He chose two Cause he did like how one looked. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I, I heard. Tigo. He, he follows up with the, uh, whoops caps. Um, yeah, look, oh, yeah. I, I think the, uh, the number one for sauce does fit. Like Matt said, like green bean said this, the slight frame kind of makes sense to me. I'm curious to see where the rest of our, our rookies go. If they wind up sticking with the numbers they currently have, you got to imagine once we cut some guys, there'll be some numbers kind of flying around here. Um, but that's enough of that. We don't have to talk about numbers. Well, well oh, let's okay. do it for let's one go. more minute. Let's do Sure. All right. Cause I think the one that bothered everybody the most was not sauce though. Hmm. It was Greece. Greece. Hall. Oh yeah. Awful number. Now, see, people have some feelings about this one. Now, let me just present to you a scenario. Now, I did bring this up in a recent video, so if you've heard it, bear with me. I'll be as concise as my long-winded nature can allow me. Uh, So, Brees Hall is number 35. There there are very few uh, prominent backs that have worn that number. The one that pops into most people's minds uh, from my era is Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare. And he was absolutely that. Ryan said it one time. He said, it's kind of a bigger backs number. You do see fullbacks wearing it and stuff, but there really is no uh, like really electric runner that's worn the number. And I propose, why not let him have this number? And if he does become you know, uh, the next big thing. Let's say he's our number one running back for a decade. He gets a couple rushing titles, five Pro Bowls, maybe an All-Pro. So one of those guys. And he's wearing number 35. He would literally own that shit. And all the kids coming up, uh, you know, the younger fans, they would associate the number 35 with running back because mm-hmm. this guy, he would carve out a, an entirely new path through Fangorn Forest uh, that no one has done before him. What do you guys think of that? I don't dislike that rationale, but I think you're entirely wrong and should be, you know, yeah. punished for it. <laughs> he should be a lower digit number. Give me something flashy. I want something fun. Give me like a 21 or something like that, like a like an old LT yeah. number. Or what if Brees was the number 20? I feel like he could pull that off. Um, I could see that. I didn't mind. I didn't mind sure. sauce with the number twenty. I thought that was one of the better ones. Thirty-five stinks. If you're thirty-five <laughs> or higher, you have to be like Lamont Jordan or Mike Allstott. Like those are the only ones who can get away with it. Yeah, Allstott's the only one I can even think of that was in the forties. Like, I, I there's yeah. no what was it? Lamont Jordan was thirty-four, I think. So like yeah what? no yeah he was thirty four I believe no I thought maybe he was thirty two hold on I'll check for you right no, now no I think it was thirty I'm pretty no, sure it was thirty I think thirty four yeah let me let me just double check here that yep thirty four right. 
Yeah. Johnny so why not? I know. I hear you. you guys are stuck. You guys are stuck. Very stuck. My job here is to help people think in ways that they're not normally used to thinking. That's my role in this world. And I propose that uh, he keeps it. And he's the only guy in the history of the NFL that is a halfback and lights up the league with a big fat guy's number. What do you think? Maybe 52 we give him. Well, Greenbean wanted to make us think a certain way, and I thought of Greenbean a certain way until right now. Now I don't think very yeah. highly of Greenbean because his take is awful. <laughs> <laughs> we want lower numbers. It is. No, I don't, I don't disagree. I like the argument, but uh, lower number for me. Johnny drops in and says, for all yous do, thank you. Thank you, Johnny. Much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, hey! And we get to see, uh, where is it? Where is it? Eddie drops in with our next topic. He says, Larry Ogunjobi is meeting with the Jets, so let's bounce off that will hop off the sauce gardener and talk about defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi, uh, who was signed by the Bears. He's the I don't think he can sign with us because he's got a thing for CB. You got the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Chicago Bears. For some reason, it doesn't <laughs> feel right that he signs with the New York Jets. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw Sauce's leaked contract, but the Jets are not a New York-based team. They're not a New Jersey-based team. They are a Delaware LLC. Yeah. <laughs> The Makes Jets are a Delaware-based football team for tax purposes. Isn't that funny? Tax Very purposes. wacky. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be some tax shit, man. Yeah, the oh, last company sure. I worked for was a Delaware-based company, even though we were in Florida. Um, yeah, they have the number one tax benefits in the country. You think, think about this. If a Florida company, which is beautiful for companies, left and went to Florida for the, I'm sorry, to Delaware for the tax benefits, you got to think they're doing some stuff right up there. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about this. Matt, I had you pull up some some info on Larry Ogunjobi. What are we looking at as far as a player goes? Oh, did you call on me? I'm freezing up like a banshee over here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I did. What do you think of Larry Ogunjobi? Can you read us a few uh, stats? What do we got, you know, profile-wise? Yeah. So there's some good and there's some really bad. Um, I'll start with the good seven sacks on the interior is pretty good. I think from a pass rush role, that'd be pretty solid against the run though. 22% of his tackles were missed that that's an issue. Like that is a glaring number. So in a rotational role, I think he's okay, but do I want to pay him big money to come here? Absolutely not. Greenbean, any thoughts on uh, this guy's stat line? You think there's going to be some type of issue? I feel like, what, what did he have, a three- or four-year deal worth like $40 million on the books for the Bears? It was a pretty good-sized contract, too. Like, I would be a little surprised if he if we signed him for that much, you know, because he failed a physical. I think it was something yeah. with his foot, I believe. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, like look, Matt said he had seven sacks last year or something like that mm -hmm. from the defensive tackle position. Like, if he year kind of things mm -hmm. because you know he failed his physical and he lost a big contract and he's looking for a job i think it would be slam dunk but like you guys said i don't i don't i don't think we need to give big money to a defensive tackle right now um i think we're kind of loaded I, I i think we could use another body you know for the rotation but uh we are loaded you know especially with you know contracts and stuff i mean we have uh, Quinn and Williams, we have John Franklin Myers, you have Sheldon Rankins, um, even guys like, uh, well, Nathan Shepard's not making a lot of money, but 
he's not an undrafted free agent or, or either. You know, he got a contract and uh, and uh, Solomon Thomas. So we're putting a lot of money into that position. I'd hate to see them have feel like they had to go big, but uh, I think he'd be a good signing. It looks like he'd be solid. Yeah, I think the only way I would be okay with this would be if it was followed by a Sheldon Rankin's cut. Like, I, I don't think you need both guys on there eating up that much salary cap space, uh, especially if you have to sign them to any kind of multi-year deal. I think I'm I'm a little lukewarm on this. I'm not not loving it. I don't hate it, but it's just not where I'd go. Like, I'd be looking linebacker safety more so than I'd be looking defensive tackle at this particular point in time. Um, Aaron Honore drops in and says pick six week one for sauce against the Patriots wearing number one. I would love it. Um, okay. So let me springboard this real quick because this was a very popular, uh, talking point amongst jet fans. It was a, a rumor that might be the jets week one Sunday night football, the anniversary of nine 11 jets at Patriots. Now, I really like this. We were talking a little bit before stream and we started arguing about this. <laughs> and so I don't want to like yeah, yeah. spill anything <laughs> too much, but I love this. I, if you could do this, there is a swagger about this team right now. The NFL can sell the jets because of our draft. We could sell the sophomore quarterbacks in, uh, you know, Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson. You can sell that to me. You can sell Robert Sala's brother being in the trade centers prior to them going down. You could sell them on, uh, fireman ed being our mascot like really uh you know supporting the first responders and things of that nature obviously the new york team thing kind of speaks for itself but i would love to see this happen i understand like getting a division rival so early in such a, a potential prime time spot that could be a letdown game we don't know what either one of these teams is really gonna be but i think there's a swagger about the new york jets right now and i think I know speaking personally, if I could go to week one Sunday night football, that stadium is going to be electric. That's going to be probably the most excited we've seen a fan base. Like since last week, you know, or last year, week two against the Patriots, only this year, we're not going to get the air sucked out of our sails because they don't have J.C. Jackson. They lost their top guard. I think the Jets are primed to have an upset alert if the Jets wind up on Sunday night football against the Pats. Matt, you're shaking your head. Talk to me. Hmm. No, uh, I want, give me Jacksonville at one o'clock. Give right, me Detroit, right. Chicago. I want, you know, senior year homecoming. You play the worst team in the league and you beat them 47-10 at home. And you got the cheerleaders going nuts. I want a stomp. I need a cupcake on the schedule. I understand, like, listen, I was laughing at the Patriots draft. I didn't like it very much. I think they take us they have taken a step back. But the Patriots in prime time, I want no I want no part of that. Like there's a little sliver that could be embarrassing. I, I'm no, I don't want it. I want to beat up on Jacksonville, Detroit, Chicago, someone like that. Oh, Green Bean, talk to me. <laughs> talk some sense into Matt, please. Yeah. Talk <laughs> well. Look, I I love my perpetually positive friend Ryan. I I really do. Well, other than when they said Brees Hall, that was the only moment I've ever seen Ryan negative. No, you know it was one of those. Wow, well, I didn't but, say. No. I was just like very upset it was not oh, Nicole no. Dean. I've, <laughs> I was no, like, no. I've watched it. I've watched it a bunch <laughs> of times. You you flat out say no. 
<laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Uh, but here's the thing. There, I, I hear what you're saying about swagger. I hear what you're saying about marketability. I hear what you're saying about electric crowds. There is no easier way to have that shit sucked out of your cup uh, by the world's biggest straw than playing a team while you're trying to get your feet underneath you with a brand new fresh roster than going and playing Bill Belichick. Why do why can't we start nice and slow and play a team that's soft? We always start our seasons uh, with the, with the potential of going down 0 and 1, 0 and 2. Now look, yeah, great. We should beat them and everything, but I think it would be nice. It's high time that the Jets, just like Matt said, give us Jacksonville, give us, you know, um, uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. They spent $800 million in free agency. We had four first round picks like that kind of, let's do that. The youth. I don't want to see us trying to get our feet underneath us against a team that's already set. Yes. They look like they're on the down on the downwards uh, slide here. Yes, they, you know, Belichick is looking silly in the draft and all that shit. It's still the Patriots. I do think we can beat them this year. I'd much rather it not be week one on Sunday night because on top of that, I fucking hate Sunday. I want football at one or four o'clock. That's what I want. That's what I want. I don't love Monday. I despise Thursday and Sunday night. While it's a little better than Monday and Thursday, I like one o'clock and four o'clock football. That's that. Yes. That's when I want to carve out my time. You know, we so, have look, not had that. a Sunday night football game good. since yeah, November thirteenth, two thousand eleven. Who cares? Who cares? Good. I love it. I hate Sunday night football. I got to wait all damn day. Now I got to stay up till 12 o'clock at night on a weeknight. You know what I mean? The whole thing. It's dumb for me, for me. But here's the thing. Now, on the other side of that, I see how much fun that would be if we pull it, if we get our first division win in, in what feels like two decades um, on Sunday night, week one, yes, that would catapult us into, you know, this this whole different sphere that we haven't been a part of in, in years. I get it. I would rather see us, given the opportunity to get our wits about us in, the, in this 2022 season and play a team that's more on our level, and then let's get up to the Patriots. That's that's my desire. I want, I'm look, I'm playing the long game, Ryan. I'm playing long game here. So I put a poll in the comment, or not in the comment section, in the chat. So if you guys want the Jets to play Pats versus Jets Sunday Night Football, I want to see what the fan base says. Are they cowards like my boys Matt and Greenbean right now? I want to see some cojones. I want the Patriots week one. Let's punch them in the mouth. What? Big, I got... I got, do you want to? We're, we're on the topic of schedule. There is a Twitter account, NFL Schedule Leaks, that has tweeted a leaked schedule for the Jets. Do we want to play this as it's real or do we want to move on? So we can talk about this. This was the same 300 follower account that said Jets Patriots Sunday Night Football Week One. So I don't know how much we should really put into this, but uh, you know what? We're going to go down. Let, let's let's go down this road. Let's you know what here. Let's rip through some of these super chats real quick. Then we'll go through the the schedule because I don't want to don't want to leave these guys hanging too long. Uh, 
Jets NY says, unless you're a kicker, the number one comes with a great deal of responsibility. Yeah, and Sauce is going to absolutely slay it. Uh, Lyman Bean says, it's funny to see Bears fans comb through undrafted free agent wide receivers depending on them to make huge differences. As a Jets fan, I can relate. It's funny. Greg Dortch. Yeah, dude, I the the Justin Fields um, support <laughs> is probably better off uh, labeled as life support. Like there there's like no way that team <laughs> is set up for success the way they are currently constructed. Uh, Edward Ziff says, please remove miserable trolls. Uh, I could definitely do that, but I'm not focusing on the chat quite so much. Greenbeat, I'm going to leave it to you if someone's trolling. Yeah. Kick them out. Trolling? I know, but everybody gets accused for troll. Like, you get a fan in here and they go, I, I don't like the Jets. I don't think you, and people are like, troll! Now, there is a difference. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to we're not gonna kick everybody out. If there's a troll, I'll find them. But sometimes it takes me a minute. I got it. I'm on it. Promise. I trust you. John says, punch Belichick right in the mouth on opening night. I know which way he voted. Uh, Aaron Honore says, but Matt, what? Talk to me. Sorry, just keep going. No, 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 to keep going. Well, I don't know that you can't laugh like that yeah, and not what tell me what's going on. <laughs> I know which way he voted comment. It's just so bizarre. Okay. It is how he voted. It's a hundred. He, he says he wants to punch Belichick right in the mouth on opening night. I know exactly which way he voted. Tell me he yeah. did not vote for Patriots week one. He definitely. Oh, did. that's not how I took that at all. How did you? I want to know how you took it because you just had yeah, way yeah. more fun than I just had. I thought, no, no, no. I thought he was talking about the election. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no. I was like, wait. <laughs> no, I was half reading. I was see. That's my bad. I'm I'm entrenched in this fake schedule release. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on. Honore says, but Matt, what a way to make a statement with a win, Week One against the Patriots. Who is our kryptonite since Bill got there? Plus, players would love it. Matt, what say you to Aaron's comment? Because look, I think this team's gonna get all sorts of fired up if we can come out and, like John said, punch him in the mouth. Uh, I have two rebuttals to that. Uh, one would be seeing ghosts. The other would be butt fumble. Both prime yeah. time, Hello. both against New England. Yeah. Both I don't want to be embarrassed rosters. anymore. Both games, horrible rosters. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude, dude, no, that's not true. That's not necessarily. No, were true. These, the 2011 team where the butt fumble happened was not a horrible roster. It was the it was a de uh, deconstructed roster. We still had enough guys on there to make the playoffs. We got our asses handed to us. Matt is making such a good point. I can't believe Jets fans have such short memories. Like, it's unbelievable to me. Now, it's going to be what it'll be. And I want to beat the Patriots just like everybody else. All we're saying, Matt and I, I think, not to speak for Matt, but I think all we're saying is, wouldn't it be nice to give the Jets a young team with all these new players and people coming off all the injuries? Wouldn't it be nice if we could get a team and play a team that hasn't been in the playoffs for 20 straight years and won nine friggin' Super Bowls? Couldn't we start the league or you know the year with a team that's on our peer? Thank the you. Texans, the Jags, the Lions, the Bears. Just let's let's start like that. Let's let's get up to rolling, man. Why do we gotta start this? season yes it would that's be great. what preseason's for you got 
No, no we should cup this. Bullshit. You get ready to, get ready to play the big dogs. If you can't come out and smack the Patriots in the mouth or at least play a competitive game, I'm sorry. You failed. And at 8 o'clock, too? Because then Yeah, the, the well, you got to go then, to sleep? Yes. Yes, what? I do. Because then that's going to be home at 4 o'clock in the morning after getting your doors kicked in 40 to 10 at home to Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. I don't want to deal with that. Uh, yeah. This is my yeah. sound of disgust. Josh Scott says, want the world to see Wilson greater than Jones week one, destroy the Pats, put the league on notice. I'm with you, Josh. Gabe says the Jets win. Uh, Jets win futures is 5.5. I'm the only, or am I the only one who thinks the over is a great bet, or am I an optimistic, optimistic Jet fan? By the way, I got a good new job. Kudos to me. Congratulations, Gabe. Ooh. You deserve a good new job. We appreciate yeah. it. We, 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 we like that. We like to see people do well. Yeah, congrats. Um, now, as far as 5.5 wins, your boy put some money on it on the DraftKings uh, sportsbook app. So I, um, you know, is that what it's really at? On it. I but, thought it was six and a half. I thought it was no, at like six and a they, half or seven. Unless they changed it within the last week. I mean, I, I put money on it last week. I think the over, I was going to slam it real it's hard. five and a half. I'm say, getting in on this right now. I was going to say, I might put like a few hundred bucks on it and just like go YOLO. <laughs> Let's go. My child's college savings. She's going to a good school. We're definitely She's going to get a scholarship. She's going to get a scholarship. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, she's got to be way smarter than me. Um, all right. What else are we talking about here? Wait, Lime so was there, a, was there another... I'm sorry, Ryan. Ooh, wow. uh, was there wow, another... It is over five and a half. Right? Five and what a half is not bad. All right. Greenbean, you look like you had something to say. Yeah. Uh, I was just saying, wasn't there another official leak? Was it different than this one? Weren't you guys saying that? Should we talk about it or no? We're going to talk about it. I wanted to get to, to Lima Bean's super chat real quick. I, I hate the you. Pats, but Bill always gets the gets his guys on a fast start, and the Jets need time to get started right. Let's face the Pats when the Jets are rolling. Look, if you had asked me prior to that tweet coming out who I wanted to face week one, I'd be right there with Matt and Greenman. I was saying Jacksonville. I would like to see us go after Trevor Lawrence and really bounce him around. Like That's what I would like to see. I didn't think the Jets would be going on Sunday Night Football, but... If you're saying the Jets are going to get Sunday night football, I'm all about it. That's what I want to see happen. I, there's Tell me nothing why. more exciting. Why? Because I want to be excited about our Jets. And the best way to be excited about your Jets is primetime football, punching your division rival really? in the mouth, the guy that has spooked you for the last 20 years. Oh. This is the time the tides change, boys and girls. Yeah, but let me add, what gives yeah, what gives you the illusion? Like you have to you're looking at it through really rose-colored goggles here. Now look, it's not being <laughs> scared one way or the other, but we have significantly more experience with how bad that sucks walking out of the the, the stadium in silence. Because we just got hand uh, a, a quarter early because it's 35 points out of reach. Like that kind of stuff. Why don't we remember that? And we, you know, we all of a sudden think that we're going to go start opening day and beat the Pats. Like, again, I think we're going to beat them. It would be better and be more realistic that we beat them if we get a couple games under our belts against our peers. We're coming out of the okay. basement. We just we just picked fourth. 
I guess this is a great a great comment. It, it's already gone. Someone I gotta try to find it and scroll for it. But do you know when the last time the Jets won a divisional game was? Three Tell years us. ago, I think. Yes, freaking three years ago. It's about give me time. <laughs> Jacksonville, on. Detroit, Chicago. I say if it, any divisional opponent, Miami. Okay, I could live with Miami, but don't give me fucking yeah. on Sunday Night Football, please. Oh, you guys right. are pansies. Such pansies. Stravanchu says, Bill will totally try to derail Jets season GM1. Shut up, Lima Bean. <laughs> I disagree with you entirely. Um, all right, Matt. Now, you were talking about this leaked schedule. Potentially, rumored leaked schedule. Let's hear where you think or what the, the rumored leaked schedule is going to be for the Jets. Week one, still Patriots-Jets. Still Patriots-Jets, Sunday Night Football. And that's Great. a home Jet game. Let's, let, let's make sure home we set home versus away and all that sort of stuff. Okay, week two. Okay. Away against the Cleveland Browns, 1 p.m. Ooh, CBS. Love it. Love it. Before Deshaun Watson comes back, his ass is getting suspended. That's when I want to play the Browns. Yeah, that's a good point. Very valid. Week three yeah, okay. at home. Here we go. Here we go. Week three at home against Detroit, 1 p.m. Right. Do you Flip smell three and oh? I, I smell three exactly and oh on this one. schedule right now. Yeah. This I like that. That's I'm a that's a win. Last for me. Year we were three and week four. Week four at Miami, 1 p.m. I'm okay with that. That's like like if that's how this schedule started out. I know week one is scary, but it's it as far as things go, not that bad of a start of the season. Week five at Minnesota, 1 p.m. Okay. I mean, I'm penciling that in as a loss. I think Minnesota is a hard team. I think it's a coin flip. If we wind up, if we go like three and one to start the season and you're rolling into Minnesota like that, then I think it's entirely different, but I, I think they have a lot of talent. And until we can prove that we can, you know, win those games, then maybe that's a little, little bit harder on the road. Week six versus Buffalo at home, 1 p.m. All right. Week six, Buffalo. Yeah. All right. That's probably your first loss. Yeah. Realistically. <laughs> Yeah, we're five and one now. This is I'm good. seventeen this is and zero until out. we see otherwise. That's perfect. We're five and one, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Bye week is week seven, so you're going five and one into the bye. Gotta love that. Okay, that's a little earlier than I would have liked, but we're not expecting you know playoffs or anything crazy this year. Um, that's all right. It's better than week four or whatever we had last year. Five. Week eight. At Pittsburgh, 1 p.m., CBS. Uh, we're that's going football that right there. Yeah, we're that's, going. That's Me and Greenbean are going to be at Heinz Field. That's freaking that's football, right. man. Jets, Steelers <laughs> in November. Yeah, hell yeah. I like that. Um, that's that. See, Jets, Steelers, I don't know what to make of the Steelers this year because I don't really feel confident that they're better than last year, but I feel like it's hard to get worse than what big ben was so if trubisky plays like to big ben's level then i think it's a coin flip but if he plays better then maybe it's a little tougher of a task because that team that team's good miami at home monday night football week nine love it monday night 
hate Monday Love it. football. Yeah, it's going to be a terrible on. Sunday. You know, right, Matt? What do yeah. I do with my yep. Sunday? I don't know. You, you sit I, back I, and I, relax. You watch all the other games. No. You don't miss any games by Monday Night Football. Like, that's what's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Week 10. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals at home, 1 p.m. Uh, Jets home or Cincinnati home? Jets home. Jets home. Beat them last year. We'll do it again. That's right. We got a better team than we had last year, too. That's right. They won't be overlooking us, though, either this year, especially if we're 6-2 and two going into the game. <laughs> I'm feeling it. This is a playoff run we're on right now. <laughs> yeah, the only, what, what, what are the only losses I got? I got Minnesota and Buffalo, right? Those are the two that we're calling losses. The other ones are coin flip to win, roughly. Something like that. Then you get then you got to go on the road to Denver, uh, week eleven. That's a loss for me. I would have liked if if we get Denver, I would prefer it earlier in the season. Maybe there's a little rust with Russell Wilson coming into a new team, but I don't like when we travel out west. It's that's that's tough. That's a loss for me. Well, and then they stay out west in Seattle the following week. Oh, we're gonna bounce, oh, we're boy! Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, it's one. gonna be so good. That's going to feel real nice. That's a win. I don't right. trust Drew Locke. Week 13, home, Ravens, 1 o'clock. Ooh, no way we win that game. Ravens are too good, and we're coming back from the West Coast. Not happening. Week 14, the Packers on the road, 1 o'clock. We're we're in Lambeau. B to B says he's going. I think I want to hook up. Let's go to Lambeau this year, guys. That would be fun. Let's do it. I've never been to Lambeau. Me neither. I've never been to Wisconsin. Maybe we should pick a road game to go to and just travel. I I feel like (laughs) I'd want to go to like a win. (laughs) (laughs) But Lambeau is like just cool enough that like you know I'd go even with a loss. Can Greenbean pick us up in the RV and we'll do like a week? That's the only way we're going. That's there's no other way to travel. The problem is you can't ride in it when we're traveling. That sucks. Oh, that's right. The tow behind. Yeah, Yeah. it's a pull. Right. Trailer. That's all right. Once Uh, we stop, though, you guys. What's our next one? Week 15. I hope you have Amazon Prime because it's Jacksonville on Thursday Night Football. Yeah. (laughs) Three primetime games. Ryan is losing his marbles. Look at him. I love it. it. Now, I, I would imagine you guys would like to flip week one and week what is that, 15 yes. around? Have Sunday night football against the Jags and then Thursday night football against the Well, they the would never do that. Jets, no, no Jaguars way. That'd be on Sunday night. Is, That's no. a stink fest. Jets, no, Jets, Jags, Thursday night in like week two? I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that. Is that a Jet home game or a Jacksonville home game? Jets. Wow, so three primetime home games? That's what they're Allegedly. saying? Sunday night, yeah. Monday night, and Thursday night? Whew. Oh, yeah. I would do that. That's a win. We're gonna smack around the Jaguars this year. I don't. I'm like fairly confident. Dude, in that one. how can you say that? They got Christian Kirk. No, no, I know <laughs> that that monster contract is just totally gonna set them up for success. They know what they're doing down there. Week 16 at New England, one o'clock p.m. Oh man, battling for a wild card spot on my pace. Oh I don't know. I, I hate Lambo. Hey, I'm not as concerned 
Lambeau Field in cold weather until Mac Jones proves he can play in the cold. So I'd rather play them in New England in the cold than Mac Jones in nice weather. How's that? I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't agree. But you would rather play Mac Jones in nice weather? No, I just don't have the same confidence that you have against New England at all. I'm not saying we're winning, but if I had to play Mac Jones in New England, it's in cold weather. Like we got a running team, we're gonna punch him in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either way. I mean, obviously, I want to beat New England this year. I'd love to. I'd love to split. I would cry if we swept them. Week one seems like a, a, a too too large of a sandwich for me. All right. All right. Whatever. Week. Whatever. That's all. Week seventeen. Versus the Chicago Bears at home, one p.m. Love it. See, now that's good because then that's all we got to beat. We only got to beat them to get into the playoffs. That's what no, you know. there's, we get to rest there's, week there's seventeen games. There's seventeen. Oh, that games. wasn't. And we're right. and we're sitting and we're relaxing for that final game of the season. That's Buffalo, if I'm doing my math right. Yeah, they like on the on the well. road on the road in Buffalo to close us out here, week eighteen. How great would it be to make the playoffs and not need? The Buffalo win. That'd be great. Or maybe great. Buffalo clinches and we need the win, and they're like, oh, let's rest our starters. They can't take, we don't need to yeah. face the Jets. And then we face them like week one of the playoffs and just come out fine. Yeah, that was, that was 2009. Confident. That's what Nine. we did. Cincy, we baby. Sh- that was the last game ever played in Giant Stadium, my friends. We beat the shit out of the Bengals and then played them next week. That's a winning formula. This whole schedule. Yeah. I love it. Sign me up. It's not going to happen. There's no way they're putting the Jets on three primetime games. I'd be very surprised. No. Uh, the NY Bully says LaFleur sitting in the box with months to scheme up for Belichick defense. Uh, or Belichick's defense sounds good to me. Put the load on Hall and Carter. Let Wilson. <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. Wow, Belch. Ugh. Coming out deep. Uh, yeah, right. Let Wilson manage the game. I'm with you, Bully. <laughs> Mumtaz says, missed my anniversary chat. Now you owe me two bucks. Oh, what was it? Hold on. What happened? Hold on. I'll find it. I'll you find son it. of a bitch. Oh, it's because it doesn't it, it doesn't highlight a different color for me in this friggin' program. Um, he what says, Larry Ogunjobi and Quan Alexander plus swing tackle equals offensive, uh, sorry, offseason grade complete. Good news yep. is I heard JD say they would be monitor- monitoring Moses Malone type signing. Don't build up Moses Malone. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. About? He means Morgan Moses. That's what he means. He's saying a Morgan Moses type caliber. <laughs> I see what Malone. mom tells me. It's all right. Don't build up <laughs> expectations good. too high. I'm building them up as high as I can get because I believe yeah. Well, faith. look. Number one, Mumtaz. I feel like we know Mumtaz enough. We can we can laugh with him, right? We, you know, I think we can. We've been hanging out with these guys long enough. We can laugh. But Moses Malone is funny. Come on, that's a funny thing to say, <laughs> right, great. Mumtaz? <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, Thomas Cahill. See, see, I'm not missing any. I, I got to read it from like the side and not pull it up. But I can read it. So, uh, Thomas Cahill says. <laughs> Uh, oh, ye of little faith, we can kick their butts. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, yo, it's Vin says, gonna be Bengals next year uh, and get to the Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jets are going to do it. Going to happen. Win a divisional right now. game. I will lose confidence once we start losing. Until then, we are undefeated, my friends. Sam Aiken drops in with a super chat, says, A few wins gets confidence into the young ones and folks coming off injury. Halftime game adjustments matter. BB takes that away. It either takes away that and... Look, if this team loses to the Patriots in prime time and we can't get our shit together after that, we don't have the right guys in the building. I'm sorry. I understand the thought of having a cupcake schedule at the beginning of the season to build some confidence. I get it. That's the homecoming yeah. route. I get it. I, I'm not upset with that. But I'm not shying away from the New England Patriots. We had a way better offseason. They did not have a better offseason. Like, I'm sorry. If I'm looking at them... I'm saying they took a step back. You have Mac Jones going into the second year of his uh, NFL career, losing his offensive coordinator. You've got, you know, he's missing a top four guard in the league. They wind up drafting like friggin' strange out of nowhere. They draft Tyquan Thornton. He's never going to get the ball. There's no way Mac Jones is throwing balls that far down the field. I Forgive me for being confident, but uh, I believe in this team. I really do. Hey. We're all excited. We're all ex what what I'm saying. It would be nice to see the NFL be a little bit more present to that stuff. Let's get some good November and December football by not putting us in more the most difficult possible situation in the beginning cuz what happens to teams that do that if you go 0 and 4, 1 and 5, the bottom falls out. And then, then you ruin all the, you know, everything going on. Jets fans, dude, if we get a Sunday night game, let me just remind everyone of who we are. We go into that game, Sunday night, Giants or whatever the fuck it's called. Who MetLife we game. were. No. Were. We haven't yeah, were you on Sunday Twitter night football today? in 11 I, years. We don't know who we are. Uh, we, I was on Twitter today. I know who we are today, Okay. <laughs> And uh, so, Jets, if we lost that game, it wouldn't matter the manner in which we lost that game. It wouldn't matter how many points we lost by. <laughs> the next day, every Jets player would be inundated with assaulted, like assault tweets and messages. The bottom would fall out. Rich Semini would be cackling in his fucking witch's cauldron uh, <laughs> office. You know, and I, that's what will be happening, man. Like, we, we got to remember that. We don't want to make it more difficult for the team. Hey, look, if, if it happens, it happens. I'm going to go there. I'm going to be screaming my face off. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be rooting the whole thing. Just saying. It would be nice for once to not have to start the season against teams that are uh, clearly looked at as ahead of us on this. Why not the Jags, the Bills? The We're playing these teams. Or not the Bills, the Bears. The Bills. The, 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 uh, the, the Bears. Uh, Lions. We're playing them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Sorry. But, you know, why not? We're, they're on our schedule. Let's all start that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do we got to play them in garbage time later? Who gives a shit about week 17 against Chicago? Give us Chicago week one. Let's go. Yeah. Let's Hell yeah, Green Bean. At, at one o'clock <laughs> on CBS too, not Fox. I yeah, disagree CBS. all with you guys. Boogie Down Bronx says, if Zach Wilson takes a Joe Burrow leap in year two and the Jets stay relatively healthy on both sides of the ball, they have a chance to make the playoffs. Our offensive line way better than Cincinnati. 
I don't want to get overly excited. I'm already like overly amped up. What? Well, it's the last what? 20 minutes. All right, screw it, screw it. Yes, yes, yes. If Joe Burrow can make the leap that he made last year and Zach Wilson can make an equal leap uh, this year, the Jets have the opportunity to go to the playoffs. I just, look, the AFC is so stacked and the, the Ravens were so hamstrung by injuries last year. It sort of teed everything up perfectly for the Cincinnati Bengals to kind of go on a little bit of a run there. I think they would have gotten their their face masks punched in if the Bills wind up winning against the Chiefs. I think they set up a little bit better in that situation. So things have to break the right way. Don't get me wrong. But if Zach Wilson can take the step that we all hope he can take, yeah. Yeah, you better th- be thinking playoffs. Look, I'm just hoping for that little icon in the bottom of the screen in December to say the Jets are in the hunt. I'm not claiming playoffs. But if he makes the step, this team has the roster to win in the playoffs because you win by running the ball in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what? I'm with I Also, yeah, with Green, I think Greenbean will appreciate this. Something that I've seen a lot of online that's really bothered me is a lot of the NFL pundits, there's a lot of people talking up the Jets right now. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit, it's a little scary. I don't like it. There's too much positivity with like, oh, Wilson's primed to make a year two leap. The Jets are gonna be that sneaky wild card team, like Dan Orlovsky, PFFs. They're pumping the tires like crazy. They're saying the Jets are the next one. I don't like this. Uh, this is too much for me. I like, I like to live in the dark, and be the surprise later. I don't want expectations right now. I, I, I agree with that. I do like the element of surprise because there's a way harder letdown. It's easier. What is it? Is that, is it, is it Ozark or I don't remember what show it was where they say like, Hey, you can't be disappointed if your expectations are so low. And I can understand that. Like I get that. I don't want to be disappointed, but I haven't had the chance to be excited about a team in quite some time. And this is one where like everyone's talking about it. Like, look, it's gonna if it implodes, it's gonna implode spectacularly. But I still have faith in this team. You saw some big losses last year. Robert Sala is gonna wrangle this in. I believe. Shavanshu says Mac Jones won a game throwing only three passes. Yeah, he won with his running game, and they just lost their top guard. Not gonna happen. They're not gonna be able to do that against us, or at least I hope not. Really hope not. Us and our poorest run defense. Uh, Johnny P says leaked schedule feels legit to me. I hope it does. I want three primetime games. It gets exciting that way. Andrew Yale says just wanted to say you guys are on point. Hilarious. Thank you. There you go. Right. Right on, man. Fat Gandalf says when was the last time that the NFL did us a favor? They don't. But the NFL likes money, and they wanna they wanna do uh look. I I I think the whole 9/11 aspect with the Jets, the Patriots, yeah. all the storylines that come together, like that feels like a legit schedule for opening day. Now I could see it go other ways if you want to have like you know Bengals versus Chiefs or something like that, or or, or some sort of like you know, tail end of the season rematch for the beginning of the season. But that's usually, like, reserved for the Thursday night game. So, I don't know. We'll see. You know, Lima Bean. In, two, in, two, in that year, the first game when we played the Patriots, uh, you know, the first, they, they call it the 9-11 game. We did win it, motivated by that energy. You know what I mean? So, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. 
Lima Bean drops in says, Worried Bill could screw with Wilson in the first game, which could throw him off. Sam was never the same after Ghosts. I want Zach to get a feel first. I understand yeah. that. I, I, totally. I get wanting to build confidence in your young team. I think there is a swagger about this team. I think there's a confidence level about this team that I don't think they'd back down from that challenge. I don't think they'd back down from from any opponent necessarily, but it's almost like saving them from themselves, I guess, if you want to put it that way. I I think our team is way better than the Ghosts game from Sam. And I think Zach's just going to end up being a better quarterback than Sam was across the board. Um, I don't know. I don't know. He looked too good against New England last year. No, but he looked a lot better towards the end of the season. And that's what I'm building on, Matt. John says, you think Sauce wants Pat's week one? Nah, or nah. He's a dog. Sauce wants a Sauce wants a pat of butter on his chest. That's what he wants. <laughs> Sauce he wants, wants Drew Locke. I think he wants to go against a top wide receiver. I, I really think he does, and that's not on the Patriots right now. I mean, I guess Parker would be their number one. Maybe I feel like they're gonna go through the running game and the tight ends more so than the receivers. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Says poll started fifty three forty seven, but now thanks to Ryan, it's sixty two thirty eight. You're damn right, it's sixty three thirty seven now. No, the other way. No, it's the good way. It's the yes way. <laughs> Let me tell you this about Sauce Gardner, and this is one of the things I I told everybody this before the draft. It's one of my concerns with him, and and whatever. Hopefully, you know he start comes right out of the gate and and handles this. But I'm going to tell you right now, just like every other rookie. He's going to be out there if he does, in fact, start, which more than likely he will. He's going to be attacked, and that is not his experience in college. He was not. They attacked Kobe Bryant. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's the more battle-worn uh, cornerback out of Cincinnati, but um, it's going to be something. We're going to see our guy get tested often and early and consistently, and hopefully he can, you know, because I'll tell you what, even if it just takes Sauce Gardner a year or two to get it, Jets fans ain't going to like that. I'm just saying. See, I'm all right with having a little bit of growing pains. Like, Darrell Revis was not Darrell Revis rookie year, even second year. Like, it, it took a little bit of time, yeah. and I think people have to understand that. Like, realistically, of our rookies, Brees Hall has the best chance to really have a significant impact on this team. And then everyone else is kind of like, hey, look, there's there's going to be some growing pains. I think Jermaine Johnson might have a little bit of success early on. I think because of the depth at wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, maybe not so much right off the bat, might have mm. to gain a little bit of confidence with uh, the re relationship with Zach. Um, and then, look, cornerback is probably one of the harder positions to play coming out of college because of the, the amount you're asked to do and, and sort of tasked with. It wouldn't shock me if the Jets rolled some safety coverage towards Sauce a little bit to start the season just to kind of prevent maybe the the all-out um, onslaught from like a wide receiver perspective. Like I don't know if he's going to be playing wide receiver one right off the bat. Like I think Reed should probably start on wide receiver one, and then if Sauce proves himself, then you slide him over. Or maybe they wind up having this whole different side of the field going on like you had with Richard Sherman that was always the big knock against him he was always on I think it was the right side uh, of the formation um, 
I don't know, Greenby, do you think they wind up having that type of – like, do you think anyone follows anyone or do you think we're going to stay on one side of the field? It's going to be interesting to see because they did play man at times, so it's not like it's it's out of their system. They might have been – like, what we saw last year, we had a lot of personnel deficiencies, you know, uh, namely the linebackers and safeties. We were decimated. So we had to do certain things that could – hopefully cover up some of what we were lacking. Uh, I think that we could see a little bit more of that kind of locking your guy down. Uh, I think it would be more guy, like, you know, player oriented than maybe side of the field. That's just my thought, especially with a guy like Sauce Gardner who has been able to shut people down completely. They might want to just stick him on their, on their receiver right from the get-go. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think that we'll see more of it than we saw last year, though. Thomas Cahill drops in, says, Green Bean is traumatized. Stockholm syndrome. Look, I don't fault any Jet fan for having that same type of reaction because we all lived through, or most of us, I would think, lived through the butt fumble, the the ghost game. There's a lot of things to not like about prime time against the Patriots. Just saying it's a different team. If someone has Stockholm syndrome, it's Ryan because isn't that Stockholm syndrome when you like start uh, empathizing with your kidnapper? Abuser? Exactly. That was Stockholm. Yeah, uh, you're, yep, right. That's what, you're that, right. That's what I was so going to say, I Matt. You're, Matt O'Leary yeah. is a smart, smart man. We are, me and Greenbean are on the same wavelength tonight. I'm here for it. Yeah, and you're both, you're both wrong. You're both wrong. Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. It mean right. You start to sympathize with your abuser, with your abductor. You start to like fall in love with them. That's Ryan. That's what Ryan's doing tonight. Now look, I'm just as excited as anybody else. But it's a yearly thing that we do. We go from this team sucks. Uh, I hate this player. I hate that player. We should fire Joe Douglas. Then we have a nice draft, and we are going to go undefeated. It's like there's no middle ground. This <laughs> talking real. That's all. We're just kind of bringing in a little bit. It's not to necessarily kill excitement. We just don't want to be ridiculous. That's all. We want to just, you know, let's let's talk. Let's be intelligent. That's all. No I don't want to be tonight. barbaric. I don't look. I don't want to be barbaric, but I really want to hit Green Bean with a wet pool noodle. Uh, Kevin C says, "Let's talk special teams." Barrios back as kick returner. Zerline. Greg the leg in for kicking competition. More skill players. Thoughts on Jets 22 special teams, boys. Um, yeah, look, it's gotta be better, right? Like I like Greg the leg. Um I don't know where his stats were at last year, but I, compared to where we've been the last few years at our kicking game, I'm totally fine with adding a legitimate weapon there. And look, I like Braxton Barrios. I think that's where he's going to to really shine is that kick return game, that punt return game. It was awesome last year. No reason to risk guys like Elijah Moore or, or any of those players. Not that I want to risk Barrios, but I think Barrios is good at it. I really do. So, Greenbean, let me ask you, what do you think about special teams? Uh, well, I think this, you know, special teams has been, you know, kind of the, you know, one of the more consistent aspects over the past 10 years. And a lot of that's been, you know what, we've had Boyer now for – four five six seven this will be his eighth year with us i think it is so that's good you know consistency and stuff but uh i like some of the guys they brought in um for you know that 
you know, guys that will need to develop for special teams and stuff. I do like Berrios. I'm really curious what happens with this Bam. Uh, what the hell is his last name? The running Knight. back, Bam Knight, because he's a you know supposed to be like his game is is really predicated on on his return ability. So maybe just maybe they're thinking about uh, Berrios having an increased role in the offense, and maybe he is wide receiver three for a little while, while guys like Wilson and whoever else. Uh, get up to snuff, and uh, and they don't want to risk them on special teams. Who knows? It's tough to take an all pro, and just you know from the from the unit. But uh, I think our special teams uh, is is one of the more positive aspects of what we do, and uh, I feel good about them going into this year. I like a lot of the the depth pieces. I feel like we're finally starting to get some good depth. Like I like not only the fine guys. I like some positions two and three deep which is nice for special teams. Matthew drops in, says, all I can say is being a season ticket holder, we need three primetime games. Primetime games bring a majority of Jet fan-based crowd, which makes a crazy difference relative to the 60-40 crowd we've had. The Jets need to win some games. That is the biggest way to get Jet fans in the stands. There's nothing worse than having a bad September, and then all of a sudden you see a plethora of Patriot fans, a plethora of Dolphins fans in the stadium or like you play the Steelers or the Cowboys, then not happening this year. But I hate seeing so many fans of opposing teams in the stands. And if the Jets win, that is the best way to eliminate yeah. that. Matt, how are you feeling about primetime games? You think that brings the majority of the Jet fans out? No, I, I don't. I think there's nothing like a Sunday at one o'clock game where you're there drinking at 830 in the morning and have some steak on the barbecue. That sounds like a phenomenal day to me. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like Lima it. Bean. I never liked it. I, never I love the it. night game. It's so exciting. I the, hate it. The crisp, cool air. You know all eyes are on you. Oh, dude, I like it. I'm, I really love that. Listen, I need my warm milk and to be tucked in by 9 p.m. sharp. So. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? Have your slippers on. Just yeah. Look at this beard. I, I, yeah, right. I want I want to be tucked in. I want I want I want a refrigerator next to me. I want a bathroom eight steps away. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But look, now, to be fair, when we are a winning team, like in 2010 and 2009, like when we're that team and we play like a rival and they're good and we're playing for first place like that. I get I get up for those games too. Don't get me wrong. It's just I'd like to see us incrementally just get better and I'd like to see situations in our favor. And while that's happening, dude, you know as well as I do. Whenever we're on Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday, we get our ass kicked. That's it. That's what we just get kicked in front of everybody, you know? Let's just build our team first, then we'll go on Monday night football. That's how I see it. Lima Bean drops in, says the Jets still have some growing pains to deal with. Bill will exploit that, and a bad loss to them can restart bad narratives from the get-go. This is an entirely different team than what we tried to do last year. Like, just think about it. All three tight ends are probably way better than what we had last year. Our offensive line has now gelled together, and we added a former first-round pick and Pro Bowl guard in Lakin Tomlinson. You're going to get Makai Becton back. You're getting Carl Lawson back. Like, we're adding a bunch of talent to this team that we did not have week two against the Patriots last year. I understand the narrative, but I don't agree. D. Santana says, I just want to get off the right foot. 
we can beat the Pats in a later game in the season and keep them out of the playoffs. Yes, sir. Okay. You know what? It, if we don't get them week one, I want them towards the end of the year so we can bounce them from the playoffs. But we yeah, play them twice, more... so you can't have you can have both. Yeah. You can have them getting punched in the mouth, you know, week one in MetLife, and then you can have them later in the season at their home when they're like, oh, we're going to beat the Jets. We're going to get into the playoffs. And then you just punch them again. We're going to sweep the Pats if that happens. Oh. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> Too much energy. Too much energy. There you go. Hey, hey. Uh, I know. I don't know where you found all that energy. It's good. I've been all pent up. I didn't. I didn't do a Monday call-in show yesterday, so now I'm all fired up for Tuesday night. Uh, Garkus Bloodlust drops in. Do you guys agree with the running back by committee approach our offensive coordinator seems to have, or should we feed the ball to Hall so he gets in a rhythm and a feel? I really like the running back by committee. If you look at the Shanahan offense over the course of the last thirty years. Uh, that they've implemented it, you definitely want that running back by committee. You keep guys fresh longer. Brees Hall can be the bell cow back, but the benefit of him not being that is that you get him fresher later into games. You get him fresher later into the season. He's never played a 17-game season before, so this is going to be a little bit of a, a grueling task for him. There's no reason to put him in harm's way when you can rotate the carries across the board. And Michael Carter... Shared carries in college. So I think he's going back to a, a comfort level for him. I think he can stay healthier. We saw him get a little bit banged up. Greenbean, I want to hear from you. What do you think about running back by committee? Um, yeah, I mean, I think to a certain extent we're built for it. I mean, obviously, we don't know who the bottom end of our, of our running back room is going to be. But I would really love – when you say committee, I would prefer it's two guys mm -hmm. rather than – seeing Tevin Coleman one game. We don't know why. It's just Tevin Coleman's getting 19 carries. Like, I, you know, we didn't see that much, but we saw Tevin Coleman with, with 14 or whatever it was, and then the next game he doesn't play. And I'd rather not do that. Like, running backs, here's the thing with running backs, um, is that, and this is a, a, just a, it's a, it's an old truth. Running backs get better as the game goes on. They need, you know, 20 carries, 25 carries. That's toward the end of the game when that's happening. They understand what they're up against. They uh, they have a feel for the defense. They have a feel for the game, and they can chew the hell out of that team in, later in the game. When you're only giving a guy six carries a game, so this guy has six carries, this guy has six carries, and that guy has five carries, and it's like, okay, great, but now nobody's in a rhythm. You know, so I would rather see Brees Hall and Michael Carter get the lion's share of the carries. In my opinion, as much as I like Michael Carter, my thoughts are, and this has very little substantiating evidence yet, right? But my 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 thought is that Brees Hall will probably develop into running back one, assuming, um, you know, provided that he doesn't get injured and all that sort of stuff. And I think Michael Carter will be kind of our third down-ish change of pace back, but used often and in the passing game and stuff like that. I think Michael Carter's impact will be real. But I think Brees Hall is going to be more 1A to Michael Carter's 1B. And that, I think, will be the best way to do it. So we're still kind of by committee, but we do have a, you know, a head to the snake, so to speak. Yeah, I kind of envision it as like a 50% carry for Bryce. Uh, sorry, Bryce. Brees. Uh, 35% Did I say for Bryce? Carter. No, 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 that's me. <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I catch myself a lot. 50% uh, for Brees, 35% for Carter, 
and then like 15% to the field, I think is, is a good way to look at it. Uh, Matt, what about you? What do you think about running back by committee? Yeah, I think you guys are spot on with it. Like, um, Brees is going to get a majority, but it's not going to be like overwhelming. It's not going to be like an 80 20 split with or anything like that. Um, so I think for those who like Michael Carter, myself included, like, I don't yeah. think you need to get bent out of shape. Like, he's going to get his touches. Um, and I like how Green Bean said, what a. Brees Hall be the 1A to Michael Carter being the 1B. I think that's the perfect explanation. I don't want to be like New England where, um, you know, one week it's Rex Burkhead, the next week it's Sony Michelle, then it's James White. Like, I don't want to be yeah. like that, but I want to be able to utilize both backs that we have in Michael Carter and Brees Hall with Hall just getting a little bit more of the touches. That's all. Lima Bean drops in, says, regardless of how bad the draft was for the Pats, Bill is a sneaky coach and knows how to derail teams early. Don't underestimate Bill ever. God, right. Just, uh, the, yep. there's, I have this big, massive pirate ship or, or boat that I'm sailing on, and I got a, just a bunch of wind at my sails at my back. And Lima Bean just wants to take all the wind out of him. Disagree with you, Lima Bean. Uh, Mumtaz says, haven't seen one bad... Hmm. One bad... Ah, one bad highlight or bad statement on Sauce. Just want to see gradual progress. Only thing that will upset me is if we can't handle D-line stunts or get beat by gadget plays or can't stop screens. I would expect this Jets defense to still get burned on the screen. I don't... I, I'm hoping, I guess, that the the reason we were so bad against the screen last year is because our linebackers had to drop back to kind of try and cover more passing routes because of our weak secondary and our lack of pass rush. So yeah. I, look, I'm not super we confident. Decimated. Yeah, but look, I'm, I'm not confident or not super confident in our linebacking core or our safety core guys that you would expect to come up and maybe guard a running back out of the backfield. So I do think we're going to kind of run into those type of issues, but I think the, the gadget plays, I think we do have a smart enough team and I do think having C.J. Mosley quarterback the linebacking core and LaMarcus Joyner quarterbacking the secondary, I think will be more in line for handling those types of plays. But I, I, I do think D-line stunts on our offensive line, I think we'll be able to handle that better than when we had Greg Van Roten starting for us early in the season, especially when we didn't have a lot of things gelling yet with last year's offensive line. Matt, your thoughts on uh, Mumtaz's comment right here. Um, yeah, I, I like the, um, well, a couple of things that you brought up with the, the screen being an issue. I agree with that a hundred percent here. Um, as far, as far as, excuse me, sauce goes, I think there's a reason you don't see very ma many negative things. And, you know, he went fourth overall for a reason. Now, if you are to find the negative with him, I think he gets, he can get a little grabby at times. And earlier in his college career, he had um like holding penalties and pass interference penalties but last year he kind of got away from that so i'm wondering if maybe early on in his nfl career we might see that creep in a little bit um so that's really my only like one gripe with him it's not even really anything major but um for me the the screens i still think are going to be an issue because they really didn't do that much to the linebacker core it's essentially the same exact thing as it was last year uh joiner should uh joiner being back should help Whitehead should help, but um, I'm, I'm not thrilled about the linebackers. 
what about you, Greenbean? How are you feeling about the the thought of us going against screen passes? Do you think we'll get better against them, or do you think it's going to be something about the same as last year? I think we have to get better. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think we could. I mean, I've never seen anything like last year before, and I've been watching shitty football for my whole life. I've never seen anything <laughs> like last year, so I think we have to get better. But here's the thing, and you were kind of heading this way um, in your statement ryan which was you know there was a lot of the the defense trying to compensate for one thing or another our entire mm -hmm. pass rush got decimated you know we had um carl lawson hurt vinnie curry hurt uh, uh uh ronald blair hurt then bryce uh huff got hurt like it was like we were we were you know devastated our starting linebacker, Jared Davis, was hurt, didn't start the season. Jamie and Sherwood got hurt week one, came back week three. Then we lost him for the season. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner. You know, so it was like there was a lot there. So they were kind of stuck in some instances. And I'll give them that to a degree, but it was still worse than anything I've ever seen. So I think we have to improve. The only question I, I really have, and I think I didn't think the Jets would have the balls to do this, this year, but we are going to go to 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 battle here with uh, Sherwood and Nasraldine and Quincy Williams. I mean, we're going to see what they have. You know what I mean? It's I mean, unless they sign Quan Alexander, which I would be in favor of. Um, I thought they were going to help it out in the draft, at least with one guy, like bring one guy in here. Um, and, and they didn't. So the the converted safeties to linebackers, if that trick works with these players, it's worked for Salah before. To very great effect. If that whole thing works and they happen to be better at coverage and our pass rush is uh, is is improved, I think we can have something here. And wouldn't that be exciting that if our team gave these guys an extra year and said, no, 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 we're not going to just, you know, take their place with another second round rookie like a N'Kobe Dean or something like that. We're going to let them run it back. And we're going to give it to them. They know the system now, and they end up working out. Wouldn't that be something if Jamie and Sherwood ends up being the next, you know, Demario Davis uh, for us, or even Jordan Jenkins for that matter? Um, wouldn't that be great? So I think it's it, there's a lot of question marks, and and I was surprised honestly that we didn't address it in the draft to any capacity. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be one of the areas that I I'm going to be staring at uh, all year. I'm because it's uh. It's unnerving. Woke Hogan says, can we stop acting like this is prime Tom Brady Patriots? They got exposed late last season and made no improvements. Thank you, Woke. I agree. How many you. times have the Jets beat them since Tom Brady left? Oh, you can shut up, Matt. Uh, Thomas K. <laughs> says, you're not wrong, but you're not reading the entire story here. Uh, Thomas Cahill says, our D-line is deadly. Clemens will destroy people. Lawson and JJ will wreak havoc. Look, I, I'm cautiously optimistic about what Carl Lawson's going to bring to this team. I think if there's anyone to come back from an Achilles injury, that's the guy, the mentality you want from a player to come back from that. Um, JJ, I expect to, you know, if we can get like seven or eight sacks from him rookie year, I think that's a, a pretty solid season for a guy um, just coming into the NFL. But look, Clemens, this guy is scary violent. Like, watching his, his press conference last week and seeing the, like, Terminator stuff, I went into it with a few guys on, uh, I think it was Instagram and YouTube. 
like we were going back and forth exchanging Chuck Norris jokes <laughs> on Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens, when he does push-ups, the earth moves. Like that's the kind of player that I'm like seeing Michael Clemens sort of like I don't want to say he's building up the myth, but I think Jet fans are sort of building up this myth. So I hope this guy works out because I would love to have a six foot seven like cyborg coming off the edge. Matt, how are you feeling about Clemens? Um, I've been, um, I don't, I don't even know what the right word is, but I've been, I guess I've been billed as the Michael Clemens hater. Um, yeah, you have. I, I saw that. What? I, I don't, I don't quite, I don't know because I said that with the amount of defensive linemen already here, he may have a hard time making the roster and that has turned into me being a massive hater. Well, I would um, say you're yeah. you're definitely wrong in him making the roster, but I think su- seeing significant playing time is, is probably okay. where you probably meant to go with that. Well, well no, no, no. How many how many defensive linemen do you think the Jets should carry? Let me ask you that first. Right. So I look Lawson, Williams, JFM, Curry, Jermaine Johnson, Solomon Thomas. I don't know if Rankins makes the roster, but someone like Rankins or maybe. The, the, the guy we were talking about today. Um, I think Martin or Anae could make it. Okay, so yeah. that's eight right there. That's eight. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably I, there's keep no way you take nine, Clemens 10. in the draft in the fourth round and he doesn't make the roster. I, like, maybe you try to sneakily stash him on the practice squad. Yeah. But I, I would be very that's... surprised if the Jets – used a fourth round pick on a guy and decided not to look at him longer than training camp. Put it that way. I no, I said I think he'll make my thing was I think he'll make the practice squad. I'm trying to find yeah. Well it's funny, Matt. Uh somebody Defense. said that. I'm Your in. buddy Matt said that he won't make the roster. And I defended you without even I'm like, no, he didn't. You misunderstood. I literally said that. You misunderstood him. And he said, no, no, no. I said, oh, okay. Well, look, it's not Matt O'Leary's comment is not that realistic. I mean, uh, uh, ridiculous. It's like when you look at it, if Michael Clemens is slower to absorb the the system or whatever it is, maybe he twists an ankle, who knows? Getting stashed on the practice squad is very realistic because we're only going to carry, we'll probably carry 10, probably. And with that list, we were already at nine, just like that. I, so where's the space? Like, that's the thing. Somebody's got to move. Now, I do think – I think Clemens, if he comes out hot, is going to push – the first guy to go is going to be Jabari Zuniga. That's the first guy. Yep. Yeah, um, I agree. But then, like, Jacob Martin and Bryce Huff, I mean, they're all going to be here most likely. I think I, Bryce mine... Huff and Jacob Martin definitely are. I think Anae is kind of like a – maybe camp body i would be i'm just i would be very surprised if clemens didn't make the roster like trying to stash a fourth round pick on the practice squad is is a little tough considering the potential uh upside of the talent if if that makes sense like i feel like you want to stash someone that's not looked at as like a oh this guy dropped He's an early second round talent, but there were issues with everything going on. I I don't know. I don't think I think he makes the roster. I think they'd rather stash a different guy than Clemens. Okay. My nine were yeah. Lawson, Johnson, Huff, Josh Martin, Curry. Wait, slow down. J- slow down. Wait, wait, wait. I want to think with you. All right. So yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Go through Lawson. It. Who's Johnson? Who's that? Oh, Johnson. Got Jermaine it. Johnson. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Bryce Huff. All right. Josh Martin. Vinny Curry. Those are my five edges. And I had Quinnen, JFM, Rankins, and Solomon Thomas. So nine, nine defensive linemen. Right. All I'm saying is, is I don't nine. think it's a lock. Ten, okay, but then maybe you're only carrying uh, three running backs. Line, well, if we're only going two linebackers, right. too, like to start, you like maybe well, how many that's would you it? keep? I, you I don't still know how many we have. You got to have four at least. Got to have four minimum, and uh, and then you you got to think special teams. Like you need you need these guys. Yeah, um, I would rather you know? put Sherwood or Nasseraldine on the practice squad than Clemens. Really. I would. Okay, see, I and wouldn't I, I, for special teams reasons. How? How can you? If we don't because bring in I don't think they're looked at as exciting or as as potentially upside as Clemens. Like I think Clemens has a, a good amount of upside that you would be risking a lot trying to do that. Or you cut a guy and you re-sign him, you know, week two, and then you, you don't guarantee his contract, and then something like that sort of happens. I, I don't know. I just have a hard time not seeing him make the roster. I mean, unless he really, really stinks in, in preseason, but I, I don't know. I think a fourth round pick makes the, makes the roster. It's just right. No. And I want you to know, I agree. I think Michael Clemens makes the roster. I have this, I've never seen a fourth round pick get so, so much love after one interview, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm there too. I fell in love with them. You know what I mean? I, I got to admit it. Like I see it. It's ridiculous. But I love him too, and I I do find it hard to see that guy not have an impact. Like I think he's got a lot to work on. You know what I mean? He's very limited in his repertoire, but what he does, he does very well. And that attitude, especially with a guy like Carl Lawson, who like met him at the facility, the whole thing. So I do think that he's going to have more of an impact than maybe a standard fourth round pick coming in will. And if he does, he'll play. But it's very realistic that one training camp won't be enough for a fourth-round pick to make such an impact that he's pushing guys to the practice squad or off the roster. It's not as unrealistic as you think, you know? I think there's – put it this way. I think that Vinny Curry has a shot to make uh, – to not make the roster. Like, I like, I, I like him a lot, and I was excited for him last year. But because of the depth – I feel like Curry, Martin, and Nay, like those guys might be all battling for a similar position. Um, I think Huff is a lock to make it. I think he showed enough out last year. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see. I'm looking forward to training camp. Yeah, definitely. You know, but I, I gotta, I, I have to say, like one of my feelings are like Vinny Curry, while his leadership is not to be uh, undervalued. And his consistency is not to be undervalued. The truth is, is that he is an older player and you might not want to risk a guy like a Clemens or a Huff even because, you know, supposedly Salah loves Huff. You might not want to risk those guys for a guy that's more than likely going to be here for one year and mm -hmm. in a situational role. So that could be one of those decisions that might surprise. We might see Vinnie Curry go after his, his leadership in training camp has its impact. And then it's like, Hey, sorry, you know, or try to stash him on the practice squad. Uh, Curry that is rather than sticking Clemens on there and, and he could be poached. 
I don't. You know? I think practice squad has a certain shelf life. I think there's certain. I think you have to be a certain amount of years in the league when you can't go to the practice squad. I, I might be wrong on that, but I think it's. I think it's like four years. After four years, I don't think you're allowed to to go to it. I think you have to hit free agency, and I think it's one of those perks of being a veteran. Uh, AZ Jet says, "Just can't wait." Oops, sorry. Bernard, did I say that? Just can't wait for a competitive year this year, boys. Yeah, AZ, we're excited about it. Uh, Shivanshu says, Ryan was this adamant about Sauce, so I expect Pat's week one. I I had so much energy for Sauce, and I, but look, I'll be honest, I thought the pick was going to be Edge Rusher. I was really happy it wasn't, oh, yeah. but like I, I'm right there with every other Jet fan. Edge Rusher was my thought with the pick. I You guys saw my mock draft. I had Sauce and I had JJ, JJ four and ten. And I had Ruckert. I had three of them. <laughs> They're three of our guys. Uh, although I don't think I... I think I had Ruckert a little earlier than than maybe we took him. Uh, let's see. Shivanshu says, We need our O-line to gel fast and stay healthy. I don't think we necessarily... I, look, you want them to gel fast for sure, but I don't think it's necessarily as critical because a lot of these guys have played together anyway. Like, Lakin Tomlinson is the only one that's really, like, coming in new. I mean, maybe Mekhi Becton, because he's coming back from injury, and that left side of the line might be more of a concern. Like, I, there, I think there's a realistic shot that Fant is our left tackle, and I think Becton winds up on the right-hand side. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Even if, So there's two ways to look at it. It's Fant staying on the left-hand side, with Lake and Tomlinson, and you you build up a strong left hand side, or you say Fant and AVT played well last year together, with AVT on the left hand side. So maybe AVT on the right hand side with Fant on the right hand side. Maybe that's the way to go. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on our offensive line, and do you think they're going to need to gel again, or do you think we have enough, you know, maybe knowledge of our players to to maybe hit the ground running? Uh, I, th- I think they are going to have to gel again because AVT is switching sides. You have a new piece in Lincoln Tomlinson and Makai Becton could potentially be switching sides. So it might take a little bit. What about you, Greenman? How do you feel about the O-line? Well, I feel much better about it, but I think, yeah. I mean, I think we're going to see a, uh, a little bit of adjustment. I mean, and then you got to add these guys haven't played with each other. Like, so if you move AVT to the right side, while he's versatile and super smart and all the things that you want, athleticism, it's all there. Still going to be an adjustment period. If Becton switches, you have that adjustment period. Uh, then you have guys like Lake and Tomlinson who's never played with any of these guys before. What if what if Becton's on the left side and, uh, and uh, Fant's on the right side? He played left tackle most of the year last year. And so there would be an adjustment period there, even though he has played right tackle. So there's, there's a lot there. While I feel much better about them and i do think we're going to see a vastly improved line especially when you add the the legitimate blocking prowess of the tight ends that we brought on uh, as well that's going to be beneficial and backs that can block too um like you're going to see like Brees hall good blocking back um ty johnson not so much austin walter not so much um michael carter very good uh, michael p ryan very good if he makes a team as far as protection goes so i think the protection in general is going to be much improved um but i do think uh, we need to temper our expectations for week one you might see some sloppiness for for a couple weeks there because 
we are moving. We're shuffling pieces around, and we brought pieces that weren't here before into the fray. Uh, Harry W. dropped in with a 13-month uh, membership super chat. He says, I'm late, but did hey. you guys hear Sauce is taking number one? Yeah, we did hear that, and we're excited about it, and we think it fits his body <laughs> because he's oh, yeah. as a rail. Uh, that's kind of where we went with that one. Uh, the NY Bully drops in says, Clemens will start in 2023. His game is undeniable. I like that he played at Texas A&M. I think there's a lot of... A lot that can be said for playing in the SEC, and I think that's you know maybe where JJ might get knocked a little bit going to the ACC. But I think Clemens, with the size, the length, the guy's got 35 inch arms. That's an enormous wingspan. That is that is huge. Like not even taking into account his like chest, the dude's got 70 inches of reach across both arms. Like that's a that's a big human. Um, I'm excited to see what he has in preseason. He's probably one of my favorite players to watch preseason. Like, if I had to really peg guys to, like, see the the upside potential there, I would say Clemens. I'm already high on Brees Hall, and then I expect some growth periods from some of the other guys, but, but Clemens is an interesting one because you don't have to expect a whole lot from him, but there's talent there that you could get it out of him. Matt, any thoughts on uh, Clemens starting 2023? Uh, I think that's a very optimistic look at it. Um, Because is Carl Lawson gone? I think that's probably what that's implying. Or perhaps he thinks the rotation of of edge rushers is such that Lawson, JJ, Clemens, and maybe Huff, those four could be considered starters as they rotate through and see similar snap counts. I'm not too sure. Maybe. I don't know. I I just don't think of this entire draft class, the one that I want to be hitching my wagon to is the 25-year-old mm. pass rusher from the fourth round. Mm. Yeah. I think that's fair. But there's a, yeah, there's a reason he was there, guys. I Like, I think it's hard not to be excited about the guy with the things he says, the way he holds himself. You look at him, he's got those super long arms. He's like the way that he rushes, like he's a – I saw somebody put it in there. I, I forget it was that he's a man. And I, that's a perfect way to say it. Like Michael Clemens is a man and I do think he has a spot, but he's, he, it's very realistic that a guy like that needs a minute. Why weren't we talking about him? We were talking about Abiketti and Mafe and Bonito and all the guys. Nobody was talking about Michael Clemens. I watched one highlight video on Michael Clemens uh, before the draft. Now I'm who am I? Right. But I'm just saying like, he wasn't even on our radar. So there's a reason for that. Some of it is is um, you know the, the field. Was he arrested twice? Yeah, like, I think that's yeah. The, I think it's that plus the age. Like, and well, we that was going to bring I, that I don't up. Know if we but... necessarily thought like the double dip would be so far apart from first round to fourth round, maybe. Like I don't know if well, it's necessarily think... us not thinking the talents there as much as it is like the circumstance of the pick. Well, if you look at his, you know, look, since the draft, I've watched maybe three or hour, three and a half hours of tape on this guy. I've I've watched breakdowns. I've read every single draft profile for him. They're, they're fairly consistent in what they say. And what you see with him is that he's limited in, in his athleticism. He has very little bend. He's stiff. He tends to get stuck. 
uh, when the bull rush doesn't work. And he's more than likely going to need a minute. Like there's a real, like, look, he's probably going to get enough heat. Like he's going to beat some guys with his strength and, and, uh, and his length and his get off is super good. But there's a lot of guys that know exactly how to beat a bull rusher. You know what I mean? And a guy like Carl Lawson and our coaches, like Michael Clemens might need some time. It's why he went to the fourth round. If you look at his measurables, he's everything you want in a, in an edge rusher. But there's a reason for it. Some of it is off-field stuff for sure, and some of it's the age. But I think a lot more of it happens to be that he has some deficiencies in his game. Now, that doesn't mean I don't like him. I'm just saying we need to, you know, we need to just be realistic with this guy because if he sucks, if he doesn't make an impact after year one, what's going to happen? He's going to be a bust, you know? And it's like, let's give the guy a second. Uh, that said, I'm very excited to have him. I probably would have gone with a linebacker there. If I had my druthers, but it is what it is. I really like the pick and I really like him uh, from what I've seen so far. But again, I just, I think we might be putting the cart before the horse a little bit. I'll put the cart before the horse all damn day. Mumtaz says JD and Salah have bragged on Clemens even more than JJ. I, I don't know what to make of it. It almost feels like there is more hype around Clemens than there has been for JJ. And I, I don't know if I'm alone in in thinking that almost feels like what the narrative is. Like, I'm excited for both these edge rushers. And I think there's maybe, maybe the expectation for JJ is higher than Clemens. So if Clemens shows something that's more of a wow than JJ, Matt, what are your thoughts between the two guys? I don't think they're in the same boat comparable as prospects. I think JJ's a a significantly better prospect. Um, I think he's better in the run game. I think Clemens, I think Clemens is realistically, I think his ceiling is a rotational uh, pass rusher for someone who's coming in on pass rushing situations. I don't think he's a, a three down starter, which is fine. He could carve out a role like that, but I think that's something that's going to take a little bit of time. I, I think, having these lofty expectations so high for someone who is taken so deep is we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Yeah. I feel like for me, like Clemens, if you're talking like that, wouldn't it make sense for him to possibly, if he plays well, maybe replace Vinnie Curry in that situational pass rusher role? Like maybe that's the player that gets displaced because like Green Bean said, the, the age could be a factor uh, and the, the fourth round status of Clemens, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think maybe in 2023. I don't think right now. Okay. Yeah, I just, it's funny. We're, we're a funny fan base. I just want to tell you guys that. We're funny. <laughs> and I love, I love the pick. But this is funny. Right now, Matt, people are making their opinions right now. They are literally thinking Matt and I are hating on Michael Clemens. That's not what's happening. We're being realistic. You know, every team passed on him at least four times. You know what I mean? It's like, there's not a reason team. for it. Not I every know, team. I know. Rams didn't I have know, a pick. I know. Neither did the Dolphins. I'm with it. I'm with it. It's a, it's a point. It's just a point. You know, he's a fourth-round pick. Now, that's perfect for a guy like that. He's not a seventh-round pick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a fourth-round pick's play, man. That's if you, can, if you can extend that premium draft, you know, um, value to the fourth round you're really well off like i love max mitchell too do i think max mitchell should be starting this year i don't i think max mitchell let him have a year in our system he shouldn't be starting anyway 
with Becton and Fant. That's you know that would be a terrible scenario. But Max, I really like Max Mitchell, but I think I he's not the guy I want to see starting this year. I want to see him get a year. I want to see him maybe you know. Uh, him, I don't want to see in rotation, but I want to see Michael Clemens in rotation. I want to see him get some spots, you know, to play uh, scenarios that will accentuate his his impact, like a third and sixteen kind of a thing. Yeah, put Clemens out there with Lawson, and you know what I mean. Like that's the kind of stuff. Let's let's work him in and build him up, rather than he's the steal of the draft and he's going to be fucking 12 sacks and you know it's well like, hold on know, hold you know? on we're, yeah. we're talking clemens making the roster versus matt saying practice squad that like well, uh, there's, there's, there's a line there no but i'm I'm in the chat believe me um yeah. so but i see no, a lot of people saying, excited in the chat yeah and that's fine it's fine right but here's the thing with what when you're talking about the first you know, being a practice squad or being the last piece on the roster, that's literally one spot. It's not, there's not a, a wide gap between those two guys. It's just sometimes guys will make the practice squad if there's a better guy for that game plan. It happens all the time. You know what I mean? So that's really tight. Now, me personally, I think Michael Clemens will do well enough in the preseason and stuff that he'll probably be the guy on the roster. I, I do believe that, but I could see it that where he maybe he's a little bit slower to to come out of the gate kevin c disagrees with matt he says matt is high clemens is so much more potential than martin huff or old man curry come on man uh come on man you trust jd or you don't crazy take look i like what we've seen in martin i like what we've seen in huff and i like what we've seen in curry so i'm not opposed to any three of those guys making the roster in my opinion, I just think taking a guy in the fourth round and attempting to stash him on your practice squad is asking for for bad things to happen. I think you're more likely to cut Curry and then go into week one and then re-sign Curry after week two and stash someone else on the practice squad than I would move Clemens over there. So, Matt, how would you respond to Kevin C? Um, I would say that 97% of Jets fans didn't know who this guy was two weeks ago. I would say that so many people in my comment section were upset with my harsh criticism of the James Morgan pick. And I would also say that Jets fans were telling me that Blake Cashman was going to be a Hall of Famer. So, I mean, I hope I I hope that I'm wrong. And I'm not saying that this guy doesn't have a chance. The whole point of the video one, it was called way too early roster predictions. And number two was I was saying that with Clemens, I think just because of how many guys are on the defensive line that they already had, he is going to have a tough time knocking some of those veteran guys out unless he has a monster camp. If he does, great. The guy has a deep voice and a nose ring and everyone's got their panties in a bunch. It's nuts over here. Yeah, you know what? I have my panties in a bunch, too, and I'm really excited for it. Matt, you're trying to take the wind out of my sails. I don't like it. But I, I, I do see where you're coming from there. Greenbean, you look like you got something to say. Well, no, uh, Jeremy in the chat said something funny. He said if he really wants to start, all he has to do is walk up to the coaches and stare at them, and they'll do it. And I said, yeah, it's funny because in that one interview, he made Rich Semini rephrase two questions in one session intense Intense. he was stumbling all over himself and and samini is such a fucking moron too man like you know he has motives i made a whole video out i don't i don't have to take over this stream with my thoughts on it but it's funny 
because the guy is intense. And not only is he intense, and one of the things I liked about him is that he's calm and he's and he's thinking. He's not going to speak before he's constructed his comment. He he absorbs the question. He thinks about it. And our beat, they're not used to that, man. They want quick. They're trying to get you what got you. You know, they're trying to make you say shit. And he's calm and collected himself. The only time he didn't is when he laughed in Samini's face. So how do you not love this guy? I mean, I'm with you. I'm with everybody. And I'm rooting for Nothing would make me happier for our fourth round pick to be the next Gastineau. You know what I mean? Like Someone said that. Someone <laughs> yeah. said that. They and said I, that I, he I reminds him because he was What are we doing? Come on. Yeah. This can't be. It can't yeah. be. We didn't know who he was two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, sometimes and we were you looking. gotta do research and you figure it out and you think he's pretty good. Like, look, I I agree with Greenman. I love the way that he articulated his comments. When I was sitting there watching, I was like, "This guy's broken. He 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 forgot to respond." And then you think about it and you, you start watching the gears spin behind the eyes, and he's like, "That's what I think." Like cyborg level, <laughs> like yeah. just stoicness. It, it's this guy's building up a, an entire. It's probably not even him. It's just Jet fans building up an entire personality for this guy without even like seeing them take a snap in a Jet uniform. Yep. It's, it, it's fascinating yeah. to watch, but it's exciting to see. It is. And look, and we're allowed to be excited. It's just, again, I think a, a lot of our extreme takes as a fan base and why we swing the pendulum so far, like, his fucking guy sucks. He's a bum, is because of this stuff. This is it. This is where that starts. It's like we've taken a guy, it's a fourth round pick. He has a good interview. He wore a, he wore a bull ring in his nose. He makes a fool out of Semini. And we've labeled him like the next coming. And then when that doesn't happen, if it does, I'm great. I'm happy. But when it doesn't yes. happen, now we now he's a, a complete bum. You know what I mean? Like, look, look at what we do with the Thank 2020 you. draft class. We labeled the 2020 draft class all busts after one covid shortened year you know what i mean like one that's it busts i'd call it two years i'd say two after last year it seemed like it was pretty much a bust becton was knocked out mims hasn't shown anything p ryan's gonna be off the roster morgan is off the roster clark retired like hall got relegated to to backup roles um well i can understand it well, I can't because here's the thing. We've been watching football our whole entire lives, and it is a well-known fact that draft grades before three years, three years, three years are, are presumptuous. So why after one season, even two? And if you think that people waited till the end of 2021 season to formulate their opinions, I don't know where you've been hanging out, Ryan. Because no, that well, shit well, was I done. didn't say that, but people have that been bitching about the 2020 draft class like the entire season. Like everyone was hyped up about uh, Denzel Mims. And then, right. you know, as it got a little bit later in the season, he had a few drops, didn't really like crack the starting lineup. Like then people really started getting upset. Like I had people in my comment section bitching at me for like like saying hey calm down we'll figure it out we'll get the 2020 thing you know figured out that draft class isn't as bad as it looked you got to think about adam gase all this other stuff i don't know yeah but you got to factor all again the rule of thumb is three years we're not there yet we're not and just by the way right in the middle of that 
we tore down the whole organization. So shit happens. Like, let's just wait and see. And now look, they could all suck. I don't know. I don't really get my finite opinions, whatever those are worth, until the end of three years. Every now and then you see a guy, he's obviously great or obviously sucks, like a Jakai Polite kind of a thing. You do see those from time to time. But generally speaking, the end of year three, you know what a player is going to be more times than not. Before that, whatever you're saying is silliness. Like we're saying Mim sucks, Becton sucks, uh, Bryce Hall now. he You know, we want to trade Bryce Hall. He had 16 passes defense last year. He was a very solid cornerback on a very bad team. And we want to get him out of here. Braden Mann, he gets his fucking leg ripped off. He comes back in. People, he sucks. We want to draft a punter in the in this trip. Want to use a draft pick on a punter. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's madness to me. Like, let's just wait the three years, see what this organization does with their development, and then we can we can see because I'm going to tell you right now, guys have had a bad second year and come back and lit it up. It happens all the time. You know, I'm I ready like to put use... 72 in the ring of honor. Let's just get it out of the way. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt and Greeny just Matt, had their panties in a twist. That's what it is. But, I, but Matt, the panties in twist. You got <laughs> you to gotta, you gotta question, though, Matt. First, I want to make this clear. I don't want him to have number 72 and I'm fucking pissed about it. I don't like that number for him. I think it's a bad number for him. And I'm going to go too. to war. He's got to change it. Yeah. I don't he should be wearing either. I'll be honest. not even a number, just like the letter X on his for his. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> Throw in some numbers into there. I want to see zero and double zero at some point in the NFL. I think there's no yeah. reason we can't have that. Why not? No sure. fun police. That's what it is. Yeah, the zero um, is good. I'd like a zero. I would yeah, like that. zero and double zero. I think are perfectly fine. You can definitely do that. It's, I don't know. I don't understand why. People I just think zero, the guy who's wearing zero has to be the worst player on the team. That's, and it has to say zero on his back. That's what I would require. <laughs> Creamy, we've already gotten rid of Greg Van Roten. He can't wear zero boys and girls. If you want to get oh. into our t-shirt giveaway, drop a like on this video. Every 25 likes we get, we'll pick a t-shirt qualifier at the end of this stream. We just got like 10 minutes left. So make sure you hit that like button. You can get some limited edition merch from the uh, the Sauce Gardener line. We got wide receiver covered in sauce, the Big Apple sauce, and the Sauce shirt all the way around. So make sure you hit that like button to support yeah. the stream. Now our get good it. buddy, Buffalo Jet Fan. I'm actually doing a collab with Buffalo Jet Fan. So if you guys have not subbed up Buffalo Jet Fan, make sure you head over to his channel, sub him up because I'm hopping on his channel at some point. I think it's... Oh, God, I'm going to get the date wrong. I think it's May 18th, but <laughs> it could be wrong. I got to look at my calendar again. Uh, he comes in and he says, I think the need for a run stuffer at defensive tackle is overrated a bit. Lawson and JJ setting the edge helps, as does adding two excellent tackling cornerbacks plus Whitehead. Run defense is an 11-man effort. I like this take because I do think JJ was the best. It's, it's, I keep calling him JJ. He prefers the term main term the yeah, nickname main i just can't do it it's weird um yeah that's funny like, new york yeah, don't like, care we're like no we make your nickname no, it's, not JJ. You. Oh, yeah. Sorry. it's jj it's jj <laughs> J, jj's the name i'm rolling with. so jj um was considered the most well-rounded of the edge prospects just having you know maybe not as high i don't want to say not as high upside in, in the edge rush uh projection maybe but maybe not quite as high as like you know Thibodeau and Hutch and Walker and those guys. Um, but I do think his edge presence, setting the edge for the run, having guys like Sauce, 
like DJ Reed that are not afraid to come up and hit a running back in the mouth. I think you're absolutely right. And I think you're going to have safeties that come down into the box and, and, and play the run defense a little bit better. My concern is that we lose some of the, I, I shouldn't say lose, but we, we, we fall into a situation that we did last year where you have this screen pass, which winds up being a run except it's a pass. Like it's, it's, it's passing by way of run or running by way of pass the same way Tom Brady basically made his entire career in new England. He, he was able to throw those short screens, the, the slants, the things that are within five yards of the line of scrimmage that create all sorts of chaos for your defense. If you're not paying attention. So I, I do think that he's got something here where we don't necessarily need a run stuffing defensive tackle. And look, we had one of the best ones in the league last year in Foley Fatukasi, and it really didn't get us very far. So, like, I, I don't know. For me, I think the the cumulative sum of everything we have added to this team is greater than the impact of one nose or defensive tackle that can stop the run. Greenbean, you think I'm overreacting or Buffalo Jet fans overreacting here with the, the thought of not necessarily needing a run-stuffing defensive tackle? Yeah, I, I, I disagree, Buffalo. I mean, I, I, I know I, I get what you're saying. It's 11 man effort. And if you you know, one of the things that has really become more and more prevalent to me is uh, through my my Patreon, we watch classic games. Right. So we watched one in particular when when our linebacking core was Marvin Jones, Brian Cox and Mo Lewis. And let me tell you something, the way that those guys hit whoever the ball carrier was doesn't matter if he was already tackled the way they charged in and bart scott did this too they were animals so like even if the guy wasn't tackled yet like they made sure he was like they didn't get past those guys our linebackers and it was like it's like we haven't seen that in a while so if you have linebackers and a safety like that yes it can help but the best thing in the world is when they try to run a gap or b gap and your defensive tackles stuff it right there, and then your linebackers come in and just make sure, that's the best thing in the world. When you have defensive tackles that are pass rush oriented, uh, they tend to choose a gap and try to slide through it, and that can be manipulated. You know, like especially if they're if they're you know if they start to feel the guy's tendencies and stuff, they could help them over to the right, and then that gaps. You know, and obviously you know theoretically you'd have a linebacker there to fill it, but we haven't had that uh, in a long time, so. I get the point. It's a good point, but I, I happen to disagree. I think having interior defensive tackles that can create a little pressure, but stuff that run is incredibly valuable. It takes it takes that part of the offense away with the first guy. You know, the rest of the team is there in support. So I think that's uh, very, very valuable to have. Matt, what are your thoughts about the run-stuffing defensive tackle? you think it's overstated? No, um, I think it's necessary, but at the same time, I think guys like um, Quinn and Williams have to do a little bit of a better job. He was a high-end pick. He was the third overall pick in 2019. I thought he had a promising second year and then um, was shaky last year, and a lot of the defense was shaky last year, so I don't want to pin it all on him, but um, I think he needs to take a step up from the interior side, but... I agree with the second half of this. Whitehead is very good as a someone as a safety who can come in and make tackles and come down and stop the run. DJ Reed is a very good tackler. Sauce Gardner gives a tremendous effort in the run game as well. So I think that's going to help too. So I'm looking at some of the comments here. 
And I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to say this. Whoever comes up with maybe our maybe maybe each maybe the three of us will pick our favorite. The best Michael Clemens Chuck Norris joke in the comments. It, it, like hmm. someone's going to have something really funny. I, yeah. Romeo Dread says Clemens to Dick Chimney says you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> And then you say, Kevin Chata says, Clemens doesn't sleep, he waits. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You can go to the Chuck Norris list. I mean, some of these are great. I, I, I love that Clemens has kind of absorbed that. Like, it just evolved very organically. I, it's really fun. Um, the best one I saw for Chuck Norris years ago, I think, was he doesn't do push-ups. He pushes the earth, like, away. I forget how yeah. it was said, but yeah, he doesn't yeah, do yeah. push. He pushes the earth away. Uh, those are good. Fun fact, Michael Clemens does not eat. Food understands that the only safe haven from Clemens' fists is inside his own body. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Clemens once was bitten by a rattlesnake, and after three long days of agony, the rattlesnake died. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Oh, I love it. These are good. these are the kind of jokes that I thoroughly enjoy. And it's like, I, I don't want to build up a myth because it's almost like giving uh, Stephen Hill a nickname. Like, oh, what's the, what's the the nickname instead of Megatron? He could be like Optimus Prime. It's like, the, he's the opposite. He's going to be so great. He had two touchdowns against the Bills. And then nothing ever happens of it. But I really hope that, like, we can continue with the Chuck Norris jokes with this guy for, like, a long time. Um, hey, uh, here's here's a good one, Ryan. Clemens lost his virginity before his father did. <laughs> That's the winner. <laughs> That's Kev Chata. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's a good one. Oh, man, it just makes me smile. I really like this. <laughs> Jet42 says, Michael Clemens doesn't lick his stamps. They yeah. sweat from fear. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, too. We're going to have to make a shirt. You know what? If you guys come up with a bunch of great Chuck Norris slash Michael Clemens jokes, maybe I'll make a shirt of it and we'll just have a whole line of like Michael Clemens facts. <laughs> and then it'll just be all these like listed yeah. off below it. Uh, it'll be really fun. great. It would be really great if he makes the roster, wouldn't it? I, oh, don't get me started. I'm going to be very upset. With Matt. With this if guy. he doesn't make the roster, I'm blaming Matt. <laughs> That's what yeah, yep. You Why should. wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. Why wouldn't you? Right? I would too. Uh, all right, boys and girls, we've reached the end of this stream. Hit the like button if you haven't hit it already. Greenbean, you you've been picking some qualifiers, I think, on your side, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I need another minute. You know. All right, you you, you take a few minutes, Matt. Can you head over I'm to uh, Matt. Head over to last week's Talking Jets stream. Okay. Let's pick five people from that commented on that video. Uh, I'll re- rattle off some of these other ones that keep popping up. Clemens didn't come out of the womb. The womb came out of Clemens. That's an interesting one. Uh, Eddie says Clemens has a bearskin rug. It's not dead. It's just afraid to move. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's a goodie. Who said that one? Who was that? That was uh, that was Eddie. Eddie said that. There you Jeremy go, says it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Michael Clemens. Uh, Jack Wilson Ooh. says Clemens' stepmom is now his wife, and his dad call and his dad calls him daddy. Oh man, 
Um, uh, Michael Clemens was made in a laboratory. <laughs> Clemens is coming for you, Matt. <laughs> Good. I'm waiting for him. Kevin Chata says Clemens was built. Uh, Clemens built the hospital that he was born in. Chuck Norris asks Michael Clemens to autograph his tie or his truck. <laughs> hey, uh, see this one. Uh, Clemens sacked 11 out of 10 quarterbacks on nine plays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I like really that one too. That. Clemens, uh, Clemens tears can cure cancer. A shame. He has never cried. <laughs> I like that. That That's had great. layers. That one had layers, man. Oh, that was it's good. a good one. <laughs> Michael Clemens is the son of Thanos, says Cans. <laughs> oh, so good. I really, I really enjoy this. Um, Brett Favre can throw the ball over fifty yards. Clemens can throw Brett even further. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. oh, man. oh, I love it. Oh, hey, Black belly. Panther says this is corny. God, lighten up, Black Panther. Oh, That's come on, fun. enjoy yourself Boo. a little bit. Boo, this is Black corny. Panther. I'm about to be a dad. We're gonna have dad jokes for days on here. You better yes, unsubscribe sir. if you don't want the dad jokes. Oh. Yeah, let's see. How many? I, what? How many do I need, Ryan? What is this? Where is it? Three thirty-five. I need thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen qualifiers. Oh, this fucking Nightbot, man. So yeah, there's probably a better we, way than doing Nightbot, yeah. but I haven't. No, but it's it's good. It's just it. you know. See, I didn't remember till the nine o'clock hour though, so you know, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I saw a few so, winners yeah, pop up. I saw I saw you throw some. Yeah. In there. Did you see? Do you know that the 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 chat realized that they can do it? I had to yell hey. at some people. I'm like, "Hey, stop!" I feel it. like I should just have like <laughs> a, like a timer on Nightbot just to auto populate a winner throughout the night. But I'm just not paying attention to the chat. Overly focused wise, I'm f focusing on you guys and everything going on here. Stud City says one day Clemens's dad said to him, "Son, I want to talk to you about sex." Michael responds, "Okay, Dad, what do you want to know?" <laughs> yeah, there you go. I like That's it. That's funny too. All right, oh, I'm ready. So good. I'm okay, ready if you want to do it. All right, Matt, you want to rattle off five uh, qualifiers from last week's stream? Okay, we got older than dirt Jets fan, aka Walt. Love it. Oh yeah, that's okay. a great name. Yeah. <laughs> all right okay. green you are writing these down right the ones that matter yeah saying? yeah i'm like these are funny <laughs> i was gonna say this is great <laughs> and then forgot to write them all down yeah we got, we got fbjt got it patrick sullivan okay uh ta rug Hype. All right. There you go. That's super. You got him. Um, Greg Van Roten wasn't cut. Clemens ate him. That's a great <laughs> one, too. Yeah, you could just say Clemens cut Greg Van Roten. Yeah, yeah. He was. <laughs> oh, geez. God asked Clemens if he could rest on the seventh day. If Clemens ah. was on the Titanic, the iceberg would have dodged the ship. 
<laughs> Clemens just sacked Nightbot. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, oh, Keep them coming. Got, seriously, put them in the comment section down below the video because this is going to be thoroughly enjoyable for me to go back and, and watch all this stuff. I just yeah. want to let you guys know, 65% of our uh, votes on 731 votes said they want the Patriots-Jets week one Sunday night football. So 35% of you are wrong along with Matt and Greenbean. And that's, a, that's okay. You know what? I still like these two, and I still like you guys in the chat, but sometimes you got to got to uh 99% of the 70 something percent have completely forgotten the Jets yes. entire history. I hate both right. of you. Uh all right, <laughs> let's do some uh some odds or evens here. 3 all right. 2 1 You got an even. 3 2 Wait, no, hold on. One. You got to let me Oh, well, gotta, well, no, well, wait. Oh, sorry. Let Oh, Let them cross out on names. a piece of paper. It's easier yeah, on a man. piece of paper, my friend. Yeah, well, I don't do paper, bro. I don't fucking kill trees. He's going like green. You. Murderer. He's going green. Jets dude. forever's done. Talking Jets with Tigo uh, is out. Uh, oh, man. Got older than older than dirt. Walt is out. Oh. Patrick Sullivan's gone. And hype. See you later, hype. No, oh, I really wanted. I was hoping. I was pulling for hype. Sky right, Pilot, Y2K, you're all still there. All right, we're, let's go. Three, two, one. Oop, that didn't work. I got uh it's four. Four seven eight evens. Even. Sky pilot, you're out. Ah. Uh. Mr. <laughs> Crowley's out. That was a good name, Mr. Crowley. I like that. Uh FBJT. All right, let's go. Uh I just want you to I just want to point out Clemens does not make fire by rubbing uh sorry, Clemens makes fire by rubbing two ice cubes together. Um, all right, that's good. <laughs> all Three, right, I like it. Two, one, eight, nine, ten. Even. That's an even number, Green Bean. Yeah, that's right. Jordan Victor, you're out. Okay, we got three left. Ant three Jets, Watch UK, and TA Rug. That's it. All right, chat, dropping a number after Romeo. Romeo threw a four. He was being. Uh, he knew it was coming. So we're going after number four. So something, the next number that pops up after Romeo Dread. Three, two, one. That's an even. That's four plus a six. That's 10. We got an even number. How many more people we got? Watch Is that two, it? Watu-K. No, I got I got two left. Watu-K's out. Ah, okay. So one more time. We're going to say after, uh, we'll say Watu-K just dropped an eight. <laughs> He's going to be upset. All right, uh, yeah. <laughs> three, two, one, last one. It's going to be after Dominic's comment. Three, two, one, boom. We got an even. That's a four and an eight. That's definitely an even number. I can't do math. It's 12. All right. Ant, Jet, Ant Jets 82, you are tonight's winner of the gold brick. Isn't that what we're giving away? A one-ounce gold brick tonight? Let me tell you something. When it, we we did a, a a little employee golf outing the one time, and I had a spray painted golden plunger, like as our like you know I don't know if it was the worst golfer or the best golfer, but either way, it was like here's this spray painted shiny trophy that you get. It's the golden plunger for being terrible. That's what we could have given away here. Tonight, <laughs> but we decided to give away a yeah. shirt. Decided to give away a yeah. shirt. Yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, Orphanage builder Degrom says whenever Clemens sneezes, people around him apologize. <laughs> <laughs> i like that too oh it just makes me smile all right 
So AntJets82, make sure you reach out to me on one of my social media platforms. Let's get you a shirt. But let's go around our panel, give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last thoughts for our panel? Well, tonight is the return of the After Hours Jets Fest. So at 10.30 over at my channel, we'll be uh, continuing the Jets conversation. As you guys know, we put it on hold for the 10 o'clock mock. That ended last week. So here we are. I hope you guys can join me on my channel at 10.30. Matt, any last thoughts for our panel? Michael Clemens might not make the roster, and you guys are just going to have to accept it. <laughs> I just don't like Matt tonight. I don't like Green Bean. Guys, I'm done. This has been Talking Jets. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. My name's Ryan. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.